What's up, people? How you guys doing? And welcome to another week and another edition of Market Watch. I'm your boy, Eric T. Jackson. That's my other boy. Eddie Chenea. Eddie Chenea. Appreciate you having me on again, man. This is good. I like we do this every week, man. Give the people something good. Yes, sir. And uh, we are ready to give you guys what you want. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got a sponsor this week. Uh, Eddie, who we got? Yeah, so a uh, good friend of mine, man. She's in the real estate business. Uh, very successful. She's very good at what she does. Actually, she's coming out of the finance world, out of the banking world. Uh, her name's Christina Moore. Uh, she's a realtor with Keller Williams Clear Lake, man. So appreciate her sponsoring the show, man. Hope that if you guys are ever looking for a realtor, you're looking for somebody that's going to do business the right way, Absolutely. give her a shout. And just because she's in Clear Lake doesn't mean you need to be in Clear Lake. I'm sure no. she does the 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 definitely the Houston scenario, scenario, man. She's, yes, she's a go getter, and she's I mean she's she's a good negotiator when it comes to so she's going to do right by her clients. Uh, anyway, good friend of mine. Like I said, Keller Williams, Clear Lake, Christina Moore. Right. She uh, Pearland resident also. So mm -hmm. if anybody in Pearland is listening to this and you're looking for a realtor, and so I'll uh, I'll I'll have her information in the description below. Yes, sir. All right, uh, buddy. Uh, so. Chairman Powell was uh, was talking today. Uh, yeah, man. So, <laughs> what do you have to say, man? You know, again, everything that, you know, what he says or a certain way how he says things mm -hmm. can have a crazy effect on the market, man. You know, markets end up rallying. Uh, I think, um, you know, still trying to keep that. One of his quotes was, uh, and this isn't verbatim, but, you know, we still have a ways to go. We're not there yet. Uh, but the mere fact that he's talking about tapering down and cutting down the rate hikes mm -hmm. sent the market, you know what I mean, to rally back. You know what I mean. So I think pre-market there was some there was some you know worry and un, you know uncertainty, some you know a little bit of a sell-off. And then once he, I mean, I'm talking almost as soon as he got on within minutes, because mm -hmm. I was watching on CNBC, man, within minutes you could see the you know, Nasdaq start climbing back, the Dow starts climbing back. Yeah, yeah, man, so. yeah. It was, it was a green but, day for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, but major point of it was that he was uh, just saying that you know again, there's a long way to go. You know, they've they've gotten back some numbers that that looks like yes, things are on the right path. Okay. So they're going to kind of uh, pull back a little bit on on uh, the rate hikes. So you know, we've had what four straight seventy five point basis hikes. You know what I mean? So I think probably going fifty. Uh, so, but no, it was good. It was good for the market. It was good to hear that, you know, yeah. uh, what's killing us now is still the employment, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, yeah. job reports coming out and, and wage growth and stuff is still it's killing it. But if you notice, man, everybody, you got a bunch of companies laying people off, man. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> That's where they're trying to save a buck on the payroll. <laughs> well, yeah, save a buck. And I'm telling you, man, the crazy thing, I think we talked about it last week, week before that, it's crazy how that is helping our country overall. Like we got to put people out of work so that we can fight inflation. You know what I mean? So it's, Crazy. it seems so counterintuitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. On a broad sense. Yes. I can see, you know, what they're saying and why those numbers make sense, but man, like it's so counterintuitive. You're trying to like, let's put people out of work so we can slow the economy down. You know, I think yeah. it's a booming economy. So, so, so was today, today was just a speech. Today was not a, a rate increase or a decrease. No, it's more of a guidance going into, you know, going to the next year. And okay. you know, as they continue to go into the next year and they're going to, you know, have those rate hikes, you know, you got to anticipate hopefully that the market will have priced it in by then. Mm -hmm. uh, and if not, just, you know, expect a dip. I mean, I, I don't think that we're in the clear by any means. Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, depending on who you listen to, man. But again, he, he was very, he was 
try to remain hawkish with some dovish undertones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it, man. But, you know, yeah. say, yeah, we got a long way to go, but you know, hey, we're on the right path. You he know, was, I mean, we ain't out of the woods. He was a, a walking oxymoron today. No, I'm joking. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything that comes out, you know, they were talking about it on CNBC, man. And he was oh, saying, like, you know, I don't understand how this makes sense. Like, we got to put people out of work. Yeah. You know, this thing, you know what I mean, to get the economy right. So, so it seems to me like every time he says something positive, the, the 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 market spikes up. Every time he says something negative, it goes down. Yeah. Do you it's think like, it's you know, on purpose? Oh, I think that some that? of that is is what it, I think some of that is more. I mean, it affects everybody as an investor. You know mm -hmm. what I mean. But I think where the a lot of that control is coming from is, you know, the institutional investors, man. Those are the ones you still get like a BlackRock or Vanguard that own tens and, you know, 12 percent of, you know, some of these big companies. But what I'm, but like, what I'm hey, saying is going up, people cutting back or we're going to sell a bunch of shares. You know what I mean? And they start trimming positions. But what I'm saying is he'll say something positive like. You can believe it, choose to believe it, or choose not to believe it. But he'll say something positive, and it goes up, whether it's BlackRock or whoever. Right, Ryan. And just because they figure they look when he says something positive, it means the economy must be doing some right. People, and look when it all comes down to it, that means uh -huh. somebody's going to have more money in their pocket to be able to buy this stuff. So let's buy it now. So you know, what I mean, it's going to run price up. So when yes, when he says something positive, it's going market's going to be green. You know what I mean? And when he's, yeah. you know, out and it's, you know, negative, like, oh, it's a grim outlook. You know, okay. they're still talking about a soft landing. But yeah, when 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 it's not good news and uh, takes is not good news and you're going to see red days. So for us investors, we sort of would always want him to say something positive. But but he probably doesn't have a dog in the fight, huh? He probably doesn't. He probably don't care if the market go up, down, sideways, or whatever. No, yeah, and that's, I mean, you got to, yeah, when he first came out and they were doing these, you know, the hikes and everything, like, yo, come on, like, you know, when when's it going to end, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and he's and he's all about low. We, we, we know, we're fighting. My job is to make sure we are fighting inflation. Mm -hmm. This is how we got to do it. So if the market's got to suffer, hey, it is what it is. But again, oh, okay. that's why, you know, markets are cyclical, and they're yep. going to go up, and they're going to go yep. down. Yep. And you know, down is never as bad as you think it is, and when we're up, it's never as good as it seems it is. You know, so hence why you need to be a long-term investor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not not a short-term, not medium-term. Yeah. You know, just 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 know that it's going to be cyclical. And like a, a lot of people I talk to who've been in it a while, if you've been in it ten years or more, you'd have been through five, ten cycles of oh, up and up and down. Enough. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. Dot com, yeah, yeah, the financial crisis, yeah, a little bit of everything. So, so you know, you, you as a as a long long term investor, you you understand the peaks and valleys and and, and how to withstand those. Uh, but as a as new investors, you know, you, you you may not get that. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that that takes time. You know, what I mean, especially when you're talking about your money, right? Yeah. So you're investing your money, and it's it's one of those like. I guess if there's any advice I can give, like don't check your account every single day. Okay. Because when you have runs like we've had over the last, you know, 2022, that can make people like, you know, you get scared, like, oh my God, I'm losing money. Uh -huh. you know I mean? So don't check your account all the time. You know what I mean? Like I give it a good proportion. You can check quarterly, check it semi-annually, you know, but I hear you. you know, and do that, it for the for the long-term gain uh -huh. and keep that in mind that when yeah. the you know prices are coming down, yes, it's yeah. lost a little bit of value. Mm -hmm. But you know, you continue contribute and continue to develop that wealth. You know what I mean? To, right. to, you know that that mindset, where right. long term, you know, it, it it's up a lot more than it's down. Yeah, yeah. When my and I know I when I was when mine was up, 
it was up a lot, and I, I would check it every day. I ain't gonna lie, just like seeing it up. Now yeah, that yeah. it's sort of down, yeah, I don't, I check it twice a week probably. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, so firing or laying off people is, and, and and expecting that to improve the economy. So that's so is is he saying that there's too much money out there? Like people have too much money to spend? Well, and that's what it is. I mean, think about it like this. If I know that if I open a business and I know that everybody in America will just say is making an extra thousand dollars a month. Well, I know people can afford to pay a higher price for my product now. You know what I mean? So prices go up, right? By mm-hmm. so inflation. So they figure with less people working, and again, they'll put it in a very, I guess, elementary sense, but less people working, there's less money being spent. Yeah. All right. So what does that have to do? Well, now people don't have as much money. So now we got to bring your prices back down, right? And then you battle inflation that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a very simple sense. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with wage growth, right? How many you know times people are, you know, I mean, jobs, what they're paying now. And it looks like, hey, you know, it, it's tough for business owners who want to lower their prices when I know that people are making good money. You know what I mean? That's yep. So from a business perspective, I get it. I mean, I see it on both ends. You know what I mean? Right. I'm tired of paying, you know, four dollars <laughs> almost a you know, I mean a gallon of gas. Yep. But I understand that why those prices are the way they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh so is that is that uh that's just about all he had to say? Yeah, I mean, like I said, a lot of it was, you know, we're we're not in the clear by any means, you know. Okay. Uh he talked a little bit about making sure that as they slowly like have slower taper down the rate increases. Mm-hmm. Um they're saying that you know come as could come as soon, something like that, I believe as early as December. Yep. Uh, but again, there's still going to be rate hikes. So I don't want anybody to think that like, oh, we're in the clear. I mean, like there's still a chance that we, I mean, that the markets fall again. I mean, it, I don't think it's out of the realm possibility for that thing to fall into, you know, like the S&P 500 to fall to the 3,000, 3,300, 3,400 range. Yeah. I mean, going into the first quarter, because <laughs> you got to think with all the stuff going on, yeah, the Fed, and that's great, but, you know, earnings are going to be taking a hit now because of inflation. And once that stuff settles in, I think that that's going to, you know, we're going to still see a little bit of a jolt in the market to yeah. the downside. Now, okay. I could be wrong. You know what I mean? I don't want to be a pessimist, but, you know, just <laughs> the ripple effects of everything that's going on. I mean, I could look, I can a lot of people and say, oh, man, market's going to bounce back and put your money in the market. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there still is that risk that, you know, we're, we're not in the clear yet by any means. Already. But you know, now that we have more information, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we that stuff allows for, you know, kind of a faster recovery yep. uh, in the market. So, Okay. But okay. They've got projections yeah. of that stuff being as high as forty eight hundred next year. You know, I mean, towards the end of the year, they think that the first quarter of twenty twenty three, you know, is where we're going to see another drop. You know, what I mean, another dip in the market before it finally bounces back. Okay. So keep your, so keep your your stocks. Don't sell. It'll be all right. Yeah, don't sell at the bottom. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't sell at the like bottom. If you worry, you know what I mean? If you're worried about it, then sell it now. Take some money off the table. If you've got uh, profit, take some profit yeah. off the table and hold on to it. And if it does uh, drop, right. hey, buy in again. That, you know, just money management, have a trading strategy. We talk about all the time, man, trading strategy. Absolutely. So before we get into this next point, I just thought, let me ask you this. So there are some uh, financial advisors out there or, or guys that just know quite a bit about stocks and, and things like that. So, so when they talk about price points and what, to, to buy like a specific price to buy stocks at like is that 
from uh, reading the charts or is that a gut feeling or because they seem like they're arbitrary to me. So I'm... I'll say this, it's a little <laughs> bit of it's a little bit of everything. So, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You've been on the sideline and you know, sometimes you got that script and you got what you wanted to call. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to pivot his gut. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yo, I'm, I'm killing with power right now and yeah. I've got everything else I want to run. But they can't stop power, so I'm gonna keep running it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gut feeling, right? Like, oh, we uh-huh. got a full trick play out here. So I think that there's, you know, there's a fine line between art and science. There's okay. the technical side, which is the charts. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yep. And there's the yep. fundamental side, with you know, reading financial statements and looking at valuations of companies, things of that sort. Right. And some of it is gut. You know what I mean? Some of it is yeah. knowing management. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you feel yeah. about the people that are in charge that are making decisions? You feel okay. as if they're going, you know? Yeah. Uh, like when Jack Welch was leading GE, man, that that dude was doing phenomenal things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So there's a lot that goes into it, but I think the ones that are really, really good at it mm-hmm. have both the technical side, right? Yeah. Technical indicators, reading charts, and the mm-hmm. fundamental side, and they know mm-hmm. how to blend them together and see, like, hey, is there okay. any divergence here? Is there anything that's not yeah. matching up? Oh, right? okay. Yeah. And I think some of it is gut too. And like I said, yeah. you know, and those guys have access to a lot more research and things like that that's that, put together. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, sometimes I see guys that they know what's about to happen like overnight, like, like trading has stopped. Uh, maybe, maybe they're on all these different financial channels and stuff and they, in it, but a lot of them, they, this, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. How do you know that's going to happen? And, you know, sometimes it happens, you know, okay. You know, that's and they talk. Happens. And I mean, again, remember, there's a lot of things that happen after hours. Yeah. Like you have the dark pool and that's where a lot of institutions are going to be moving you know, could be 500,000, a million shares or something. Yeah. Two million shares or something. And if they did that during the normal trading, they try to offload it. If they were trying to sell two million shares, man, they would have, I mean, that would affect price. So they do that stuff. Yeah. When the markets are closed. You know what I mean? Oh, right. It's not illegal. You know what I mean? It's, it's called dark pool and it sounds like, oh my God, he's joking. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all legit. You know, it's not, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of a way for them to be able to do some of the things they need to do without setting things in their flurry, you know? Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, our next topic, uh, let's sort of look at, uh, some different retirement accounts. Okay. Uh, let's talk about, first of all, can you talk to us about, uh, the difference between maybe a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA? Yeah. So that for, for all our listeners, our viewers, guys, if you learn nothing else, Understand that one is a pre-tax, one is a post-tax. All right, how you make your contributions. All right, so we'll start with a traditional, with a traditional IRA, and really with both of them, you got to be fifty-nine and a half before you can pull that money out without incurring a penalty. Okay. So, with a traditional, a lot of times you're going to be contributing usually pre-tax dollars. So the money will be taken out of your paycheck before taxes are taken out. All right, so you make that pre-tax contribution, so you're almost you know you're getting to save this money and let it grow tax-deferred. Uh, and then when you go to make your withdrawals based on your income tax, you know, the tax rate you fall into, that's how you'll be taxed when you start making withdrawals from that account. Okay. Right. With a Roth, you're going to contribute the post-tax dollars, right? So everything will be taken out of your check. All your other deductions, health insurance, taxes, everything. And then you're still going to open up a Roth account and we'll say contribute $100. Well, okay. that money has already been taxed by the government and everything. Mm-hmm. So you put it in, in the Roth IRA. Money grows, you can make your contributions. When it's time to withdraw from that, you do not get taxed on those withdrawals. 
So the biggest deal is with traditional, when you go to pull the money out, you're going to get taxed on mm -hmm. that money, mm -hmm. but you get to put it away before the, your paycheck is taxed. Yeah. With a Roth, you're going, you don't pay any taxes when it's time to make withdrawals because that money was already taxed before you put it into that account. Okay. So. And so uh, it makes sense to get which one? Well, it all depends, man. So, you know, for, uh, I would say anybody, so you're only allowed so many, you know, a contribution uh, so much a year to either one of them, right? So if you have a Roth, you're allowed $6,000. I believe if you're 50 or over, you have what's called a catch-up provision where you can, uh, they allow you an extra $1,000. So you're allowed 7,000 if you're 50 year old. Okay. So which one makes sense? Well, I mean, depending on how you look at it, right? So if it, let's just say somebody, you know, you have two, Doctors, you know, people make, you know, $200,000, you know, combined and they yep. do very well for themselves mm -hmm. and they're looking for ways to reduce their tax burden at the end of the year. You can contribute to a traditional, right? Okay. So at least you get to write those contributions off, you know what I mean, as far as your taxes go. Yep. Um, it doesn't hurt to open up a Roth also. Okay. And contribute post-tax if you prefer to do a post-tax. I mean, so it really just depends on, yeah, you know what, I don't make a ton of money and I don't want to have mm -hmm. to pay taxes mm -hmm. at the end. So do you think you're going to be in a higher tax bracket when you retire or yeah. in a higher tax bracket now? Right. So what do you plan on those being? So if you feel as though you're going to be in a higher tax bracket later on down the road, well then you might want to start a Roth this okay. way. When you take that money, you're not getting taxed on it. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, uh, uh, most people, I guess if you grow in your career, you'll be in a higher tax bracket at the end uh, towards retirement. And that's why it, it seems like the Roth would be the best way to go for most people. But yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I want, advise people to do them both. You know what I mean? Have a pre-tax and have a, you know, have a tax free and a tax deferred. And So the, the, the traditional, the benefit would, would, so you would get more of a benefit immediately than later on for the traditional. And for the, the benefit for the Roth will be later on. Is that the benefit for the Roth? Yeah, you're going to take advantage of that later on when it's time to make withdrawals. Because mm -hmm. again, if you tell them, hey, from my Roth, you know, I've got, you know, a million dollars in there and I mm -hmm. want I want you guys to mail me $3,000 a month. Yep. Out of that. Well, they're going to mail you a check for $3,000. With a traditional, you're going to request $3,000, but out of that $3,000, they're going to take out, you know, what needs to be withheld in taxes. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yes, down the road, yes, a Roth helps. And there are people that do you know, Roth conversions where they say, Hey, you know what? I want to be able to convert this thing. Now I'm retired. I'm, you know, I don't have a lot of earned income anymore. Right. I'm mm -hmm. living off my pension. So mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm, you know, leading into that. Maybe I'm going to convert my traditional to a Roth. You pay the taxes on it. Right. And you convert it to a Roth. And then now you can pull from that tax free. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Backdoor yeah. Roth conversions, things of that sort, where you can try to, you know, find a way to, again, keep as much of your money as you can, you know, within the confines of the law, obviously. So you still have to pay taxes as you convert it to a Roth. Yes. But if you convert, let's say like right now, I've got a, you know, uh, an account. I just opened up a traditional. I've had it for three years. and I've got $10,000 in there. Mm -hmm. Well, if I convert that to a Roth now, I'm going to pay, we'll just say 20% in taxes, right? Mm -hmm. So they're mm -hmm. going to, they're going to roll over $8,000. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm just going to contribute to that Roth. So I don't have a lot of money. I didn't pay a ton of taxes on it now. Whereas yep. if now I have a million dollars in there and I want to convert it to a Roth, taking, a lot more. Yeah. yeah, now you're taking two hundred thousand as opposed. You know what I mean? Yep. So you're paying a little less in taxes. So just based on how you know if you can afford it after mm -hmm. after everything's you know all your deductions taken out of your check, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, get a Roth. 
if you okay. need the extra, you know, I mean, stuff for the tax, you know, for a tax at the end of the year. Yep. Then... Okay. Okay. So uh, let's look at a uh, 401k. So that's uh, for publicly public companies or, or, or private, but that that's uh, from a four hundred one case. Yeah, yeah. You know what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Public so, with a, yeah, usually employer employer sponsored, right? Okay, four hundred one k. I mean, I guess almost a literal definition would be you know something like a retirement savings investing plan, right? That is offered by an employer. Okay. Right? So sometimes with these things, uh, it's so think of, yeah, you start up a, we'll just say a traditional IRA. Well, now you're going to do something similar, only you're going to do it through your employer, right? And then sometimes those employers offer a matching contribution. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there are a lot of advantages to a 401k. Again, depending on who you talk to or, you know, what the talking heads, whoever's, you know, on at the time. Some people are like, oh, you know, don't waste time in a 401k, you know, open a Roth or open up a traditional. I think that if you're, if you're going to work for an employer that offers a 401k, um, take advantage of that fully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if they match, because that is, I mean, that that's free money you're getting. Free money, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're contributing to your retirement for you. Right. You know I, mean? I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, man, and he's a, um, you know, was telling me he's investing in a, in his 401k with his business. Yeah. And that they match, he says, I believe it's, you know, for up to the first 6%, they match dollar for dollar. I mean, so you're making 6% a year, no matter what. Wow. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? So, and then with 401ks, they have different um, contributions okay. limits than a, uh, than, than your traditional IRAs and your Roth IRAs. Mm-hmm. But with a, uh, with a 401k, I believe your max contribution is, Twenty thousand five hundred, okay. and then I believe next year it goes up to twenty two thousand five hundred. Okay. Uh, and then again, if you are fifty or older, right, so you get that catch up revision. Yeah. Uh, this year it's twenty seven thousand, and I believe next year it's going up to thirty thousand. So those of you that think, oh my God, it's too late, you know, I, I'm, I'm 40, 45, man, I don't have anything safe for retirement. It's not too late. There's a way to do it, uh, yeah. and there's catch up revision. So if you're willing to take advantage of those things, there's uh there really still is a way. Okay. Okay. So. Uh... The difference between, because uh, it's, it's sort of at it sort of seemed like four hundred one k is is it is it just another name for an IRA? Is it a, sort of an IRA or is it it's similar? I mean, sometimes they set them up. At, you know, four hundred one ks will set them up as you know, kind of like a four hundred one k, almost a, a, as a Roth or traditional. But for the most part, with a four hundred one k, when if I leave my employer, if I work for, we'll just say I work for Walmart and I have a four hundred one k with Walmart. When I leave Walmart, I can leave my 401k there. Sometimes they might make you roll over for a certain amount of time. But let's say I leave Walmart and I not, now I go work for Target. Well, Target has a 401k program also. Well, mm-hmm. I can take my, you know, the one that I have from Walmart and I can mm-hmm. roll it over. Okay. But the same kind of rules are going to apply. If I pull from it before 59 and a half, then I'm going to incur a penalty and then they're going to tax it also, right? Because that money's coming out of your paycheck pre-tax. So it's similar to a tradition. That's what I was getting at. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it so whether you get and I, I assume uh the taxes just like a traditional the taxes you have to pay are gonna be based on what tax bracket you're in. Yes, and I believe sometimes they will withhold, they'll just say, Hey, we're withholding twenty percent. You know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, it's on you to understand what tax bracket you fall into, what you know you're going to have, you know, based on 
income and all that stuff. If you do your own taxes, if you have, you know, an accountant or CPA that does your taxes for you, well, then you give them all the information, but just kind of have an idea before you start, if you pull them from that early, just because right. it's going to go down as earned income, right? And sometimes that bump you up. If you take too much, I'll bump you up to the next tax bracket. And now you're like, oh, man. Yeah. So I know the benefit uh, of uh, investing in a 401k if there is a match, whether it's 50% dollar for dollar. What's the benefit of a 401k if they do not match? Uh, just gives you a chance to, I mean, your work, uh, do it through an employer. I mean, it's just a lot easier to go through the HR department. Again, either way, whether they match or they don't match, you're still putting something away for retirement for yourself. You know what I mean? Okay. You're still taking care of your future self. So it's not terrible to take advantage of. Now, you have a 401k at work. You also have a traditional IRA. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do want to go back to the IRA. With the IRAs, you have, I don't care if you have five IRAs, you're only allowed a maximum of $6,000 total to contribute to those, right? So if you have a 401k at work and you get that extra amount that you can contribute, mm -hmm. so now, you know, just ways that you can continue to maximize how much you're putting away, you know I mean, for retirement. But just doing it alone, just putting away for retirement alone is, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just important. Very, very much. All right. Uh, good deal, man. Good stuff. Uh, so let's talk about uh, governments and their retirement plans. Uh, I have a, a 403B. As do okay. I. As, As do I. Okay. And so, uh, well, first of all, why a 403B as opposed to a 401K? Why do governments no. do that? Just like, man, look, because people that are far more intelligent than me and that have power to make these, bring up these codes and all this stuff, that's what they did. I, okay. I don't even have an answer for you for that. You know, there are 403B and a 457, you know what I mean? Okay. One thing I can't say with 403B is just be careful that a lot of times that, it, it, you know, you don't get stuck into an annuity. I'm not down talking annuities, but just knowing as a investment advisor, Yes. Getting those annuities rolled over, I mean, it, it it is a pain, man. And if you're not careful with what you're, you know, with knowing what you're getting yourself into with annuity, okay. you can find yourself like, you know, kind of stuck in that thing. Okay. So, oh, I thought. I, I guess maybe I thought the 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 tax rules might have been different with a 401k or 403b, uh, but maybe not. No, so, same deal. You still again, you pull it early because a lot of those things, are, like I said, are pre-tax. Okay. They're going to pull out our pre-tax, and because it's pre-tax, you're going to yep. pay taxes on it. You know, they're going to get their money regardless. I promise <laughs> you that. So, absolutely. So, so then, uh, if four three B is government, what is four fifty seven? So, all right. So four three B. Uh, all right. I mean, also, it, you know, schools, things like that. Hospitals offer these four three Bs, right? Okay. Um, with a four fifty seven, that's going to be more of the government, state, municipalities, things like that. Courts? Yes. Okay. So like with a 457, uh, usually state, local government uh, agencies, uh, sometimes nonprofits, those are the ones that are going to offer those. All right. Um, with a 403B, you can uh, sometimes be able to contribute to a traditional or a Roth 457B uh, account. So there's a bunch of them. And again, if there's ever any questions, feel free to hit us yep. up with all the questions. Yep. There's so many limits and I mean, and numbers to go through. I don't want to confuse people. Yep. Just understand the grand idea of all this is to, if they offer something like that, look into it. If you have nothing set up because it can't do anything but benefit you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's what I would say. And my dad's big thing growing because my, my dad worked for the state. 
for 20 years, 25 years. He retired in his 50s. He was retired 20 years before he passed. You know, and and he he want he just felt like that gave him a lot of security, allowed him to raise his family str- relatively stress free and that type of thing. So he he sort of always stressed, you know, working for the government and things of that nature, just because they were so, sort of seen as safe, yeah. you know. So uh, as far as the retirements go. I, I I tend to agree with him, you know. I mean, it, it to me it, it seems like uh, the government's retirement funds so far have been a lot safer than maybe public uh, companies' uh, retirement uh, accounts. What what do you have to say about that, man? Uh, so. My mom, similar, she worked for the city of Hollywood in Florida. She just retired, I believe, April, somewhere around there, March, okay. April. And uh, she retired with a pension. Yep. All right, so you just contribute to it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I can't say anything bad about it. I mean, she'll get a check for the rest of her life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's always good to part, you know, to participate in those things and, and to get into them, uh, you know, but looking and seeing also what else you get to retire with when, when you're working these government jobs, man. But if you can take advantage of it, yes, I have a 457, and get yourself a traditional if you find that you've got money, man, and find ways to put this money away, either tax deferred or tax free. Yeah. And you'll find that it, I mean, man, compound interest will the power of that is unreal. But with yeah, the, you know, absolutely. I think state jobs, I mean, you know, if, if they offer 457 or 403 B, yes, you can have both of them. Uh, and there's two separate, their their contribution numbers are separate. So it's not like our, you know, having IRAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could really maximize there. But I think that I, I wish that they state and local government agencies would provide a little bit more for state employees because they do, you know, the job that the, you know, that they work. Yep. I don't think that a lot of times have been, I mean, you know, as well as I do, as far as, I mean, just look at us as teachers, mm-hmm. health insurance for teachers is crazy. We are one of the largest teaching bases probably yeah. in the United States. Yep. And why is that, you know, teachers being charged three, four, $500 a paycheck. A check. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that there's, you know, that, I do like that they offer pensions. They have things that, that are available to people, but I, I think that there's, I man, you could do more. Yeah. I'm going to do more. Find whoever's managing it, man. There's no reason why you can't either negotiate a better rate or, you know, right. find a way to do better for people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Uh, good deal, man. Uh, I hope uh, people got a lot of value in that, man. That's some good information, brother. Appreciate it. I mean, your dad, was he with the uh, city of Houston? Who was he with? He was with, uh, no, the city of, uh, no, the state. He was in Marshall. Yeah, he was uh, Texas Highway Department. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he had a pension as well. He didn't he didn't uh, invest in. It probably would have been a four fifty seven, but he did have a pension. Uh, So uh, he was always pension oriented. You know, I I want to be an entrepreneur, but he was. It's not safe enough, son. You need to Man, I'm get a government you, job. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, listen to me. I'm telling you, Coach, I promise you, you sound like me. My dad, my dad, look, my mom, city of Hollywood retired. My dad drove Miami-Dade County. Crazy. Yeah. My, my wife worked with my mom at, uh, at city of Hollywood. We moved out here. She worked for the city of Houston. Wow. She ended up going to private sector for a little bit, and now my wife has worked for Harris County. Wow. Yeah. You collect that check. Mm-hmm. Now I wish that like my mom city Hollywood took care of her. 
You retire City of Hollywood, and they gave her a full medical and her pension. See, that's the that. thing. And that is an expense, you know what yeah. I mean, that people don't always plan for. Yeah. No longer work. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Sometimes, yes, there are some cities out there that do a good job. And there's some, I think, that, you know, like, come on, man, help a teacher out, man. Exactly, help us out. bro. <laughs> hey, at least come down on the insurance, man. Man, if you nothing else, negotiate a better rate. I mean, something. gosh, almighty, that's... Yeah, man. Uh, insurance. You know, and it goes, you know, that years of service stuff. I mean, yeah, we're, we're teachers, so you know that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you rule 80, rule 85, rule 90. It's like, yo, I got to be 90 years old between my years of service and my age uh-huh. combined before I'm allowed to retire. And then, like, me, I'm rule of 80. So I was, like, one of the last years in. Yep. I was right and after that. Yeah. Are you 85 or 80? 90. You're 90? So mm-hmm. you can't be any worse. Yep. So rule of 80. When I finally re- reach my rule of 80, I'm going to retire, like, 66% of my top five years. That's what, like, 20-something years of teaching. Yeah. That's that, that's not, that's that's not going to be a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm at 16 years right now. Okay. You're telling me, and I got another 12. So you're talking about almost 30 years. Yeah. I just missed it. I'm at 14 years. And I'm <laughs> and I'm going to make 67% of my top five years. That's absurd, man. If you don't make, if, if your top five years don't average $125,000, yeah. it's going to be tough, you know? I'm telling you, and even still, you're used to living off of that money. So even still, exactly. it's, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. 67%. Mm-hmm. So you got people that will work. And you see why some of these people are like, yo, I got five more years. Yeah. Five years coming in, like I got five more years. They're trying to get you know as much of their you know as the benefits as they can. Exactly, man. Because you ain't getting medical, and you're already living off a teacher salary. Now you're living off even less than what a teacher is normally making. Exactly. So, teachers, four three Bs, traditional IRAs. Find something to put your money into. Yeah. You know what I mean. Set yourself up because I'm telling you, TRS. You better find out if it's enough. Exactly, man. Okay, uh, Eddie. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Social Security real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. First off, uh, do you think we'll get it when we retire? Yeah, I don't think Social Security is going away anytime soon, man. I think there's far too much money put into it. You know what I mean? That yeah. I find it, I find it hard to believe it's going to be gone. You know, I, I know that's the old adage everybody says, man. Hey, you know, I hope Social Security's still around. You know, when when I retire. Um, I think I think it will be. I mean, talk to somebody else might tell you something different, but I, I mean, I think it'll be, it'll still be around. Now, is it enough? It ain't gonna be enough. So, hmm. if, so if you have uh, a pension, uh, uh, an IRA, mm-hmm. uh, Social Security, uh, stocks, uh, you might. Are you doing something right? Yes, for sure. Like I said, you're thinking of, I mean, look, you're looking forward to paying your future self, right? Living that dream life, the, the, the life you've always envisioned when you no longer have to work every day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you're on the right path for sure. For okay. sure. Now, if you're in the market and just gambling, you know what I mean? In the market, well, then that's probably not, I mean, it's good to say you got stocks, but if those stocks you bought at 10 and they're worth 50 cents, uh-huh. now, you're probably not doing, but just the mere fact that you have the mindset to be able to want to put the money away. Yeah. You're, you're on the right track, I would say. Oh, but I yeah. think, yes, with a pension or with some kind of retirement, you put away, you know, IRAs, retirement accounts you have, mm-hmm. you know, on top of that, you add in your Social Security, which you and I probably won't get Social Security because of that damn uh, windfall protection, whatever. So and what then, is that? So basically, because we're retiring and because technically, well, not technically, we are not contributing to Social Security. We contribute to TRS. So mm-hmm. I have not been a teacher for 30 years. 
So my first 15 years, I worked in the private sector and I paid social security. So now the last 15 years I've been teaching and not paying into social security. Uh, So will they penalize me or will they just give me what I put in? So they're not going to penalize you. No, what they're going the, the windfall provision where is it? It's here in Texas. You will collect probably fifty percent of what you're doing. So let's just say you had your twenty years. You had all, and they don't even do it by years anymore. They do it by quarters. You have to have so many quarters. Yep, ten consecutive quarters. Yeah. Well, you and I think now it's something like you got to have thirty six or forty quarters. Or something like I think it's forty quarters, which you need to have contributing to Social Security. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you had that, and you weren't a teacher, you weren't contributing to TRS. Well, then you would collect, you know, kind of what you put in. You know what I mean? Based on. You know, it's income. There's, I mean, there's, there's a form. There's a form that they use for it. They're gonna look based on yes, how much you contributed over you know the lifetime. You know, that's why as you're getting older and you're in your prime earning years, you know, it's like man, they're taking all this money for Social Security. Well, that's so mm-hmm. that you can you know hopefully ideally get it back. But yeah, we're as teachers in Texas because we contribute to TRS. Now you may have your quarters, but you're not gonna collect it all upfront. You're not going to collect it all. So if you were if you're due a thousand dollars a month for Social Security, you're probably going to get about five hundred for Social Security. Really? Yep. Okay. And and that's that's still about what my mom. Got. Yeah, Social Security, man. Uh, okay. Uh, no, that that's that's just another avenue that that people pay into and and will have available to them for retirement. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, it's not around. I want my money back. <laughs> that's I could, look, I contribute whatever I put into it. I want my money back. <laughs> you know, they look. They're trying to go get people's money back from Sam Bankman Freed. Yeah, so you, you better go get my money back. You're the government. I want, <laughs> I want my money back if you if you uh, Social Security goes bankrupt. Absolutely, absolutely. They, they, you know, they 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 got to give it to us. But no, I mean they they really don't. But I, no, and, they, and they probably won't if they yeah. got for that ever happened. Every I mean, nice try, but it's probably not going to happen. But I think it's going to be around. <laughs> Off to the side, I, I do think that social security is going to be around. Uh-huh. We'll at least see it now with our kids. I don't know. Okay. Uh, next thing, um, uh, and this is what I've seen a lot in education. I, I don't even think I've hardly seen it in the private sector. But uh, uh, so, do you know? much about retiring and coming back to work and retiring the second time? So like how as far as teachers concerned? Yeah. Yeah. I've so seen a lot of teachers do it. I've seen a lot of coaches that do it. So, you know, these guys will have their years. They'll be head coaches, campus coordinator somewhere. You know what I mean? They're making them six figures. Mm-hmm. They'll retire. And I believe what it is, what it, last I checked, it was if you had to stay out of education at least one year mm-hmm. and they can become what's called a retire rehire. Now, okay. I do remember somebody mentioned that. Oh, I think they upped it to two years now, but I, I don't know if that's correct or not. But I know it's a retire rehire, so you collect your pension and you collect your salary. And do you know if there are any adjustments to your pension or your salary? No, I don't think there's any adjustment. I don't think that you contribute back into TRS though. Okay, because you're already collecting. But I mean, you're going to collect your salary that you're going to be your, making. I mean, your full pension and your full salary. Yeah, whatever your pension is when you retire. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. you're getting 78%, then yeah, you'll, you'll collect 78%. And then you go and you collect, you know, your paycheck like you normally would if you had a job. Yeah. Okay. So that's nice to know because uh, some people, I'm sure, may not know how that works. But that's good to know that they won't be penalized for 
being rehired as a retiree rehired. No, you know? I don't know. Hey, I mean, you know what? I did my time and I decided to come back and <laughs> got dishes that wanted to hire me. You know what I mean? You and know, it, going back to some of the social security stuff too, I mean, you know, the nice thing about social security is because it's there to help supplement, you know, once you're no longer working, yeah. it allows you to, if you can afford it, to maybe not have to work full time. Yeah, work part time. And I can know, and I can work part time, mm-hmm. right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. And then from that part time job and collecting my social security, I can still yeah. make ends meet, and I can still right. live, you know, kind of how I wanted to. But absolutely, you know, yeah. there there are there are definitely a lot of pros to it. But yeah. you know, it's it's definitely not a lot. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that people collect. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Okay, cool, man. Cool. Uh so let's get into uh, some stocks, man. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So. Talk to me about about uh, you said you just you have something that can tell if it's a value stock or not. Yeah, so I mean when you when you're talking about a value stock, man, mm-hmm. just to kind of explain to everybody uh, what a I guess technically a value stock is. So you talk about something being you're looking for a value stock, you're looking at uh, companies that are considered to be undervalued, right? So yeah, they're absolutely. trading their prices, trading below their you know what their assumed value is. So yeah. if they have a track record of being profitable. Right. Or they have, you know, a, uh, you know, potential for long term growth, things of that sort, then, you know, and they feel as though they're underpriced and there's ways to look at it. Right. So you look at what's called the P.E. ratio, right. Price to earnings. And there's formulas and all that stuff that you can go. But realistically, if you look for the P.E., right, the price mm-hmm. to earnings ratio, yep. and you can also look at market cap. So looking at the P.E. ratio, I don't care if you ever learn what P.E. is. Right. I don't care if you know the definition or anything, but if you look at it, they say usually if it's something, you know what I mean, kind of in the twenties, a little lower than twenties, that it could be considered a value stock, but you also got to look at, you know, that it could be, you know, have a P ratio of, of 20 and, mm-hmm. you know, 15 and you're thinking like, oh man, this value stock, you still need to look at the fundamentals and see, Hey, yeah. you know, do they have room to grow? Is it something right. you know, that's been around for a while? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why is it so low? So. Okay. Value stocks. Yeah, man. The value stocks are good. So yeah, I, I do. I have a Python program. Uh, that basically just type in the ticker symbol and it'll tell you based on a Piotrowski score, all right, F score. Okay. All that stuff. It will just tell you, you know what I mean? Based on a scale of one to 10, you know, if it's, you know, seven plus, it, it could be considered a value stock. But again, you still need to do your due diligence and go research the company and, you know. All right. Let, let's try some stock, man. You you want to do that, man? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do yes, that. Let's, sir. Let's, let's, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at Verizon. BCW. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Longer and longer you do this, man. How just people say a company is boom. You just know the just ticker know symbol. the ticker symbol just like that, yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. VZ Verizon. Yeah, man. Verizon's been taking a beating. Yeah. Yeah, man, that, that's why I think it's yes. Go ahead if you if you if you, yeah. if you want to. Yeah. Man. Put on VZ. That's why I think it's 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 good value, but you know we'll, we'll see if I'm right or not. <laughs> right. So, oh man, so it's got a score of a five. Let me go ahead and share the screen. Man, so I can show you. Oh man, <laughs> hey, you always disable my screen sharing, man. You want me sharing my screen, man? My, you know what? Damn, I forget. Man. I have to do like that. week five doing this. I show up late to the Zoom meeting. We don't share the screen with folks. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's see here. All right, so here's Chrome. Share this thing. So this is just the code. All right, it's not uh-huh. all this stuff, but yeah. the, the little things I will point out that you're going to be looking for, man, is right looking at gross margins. That stuff puts me to sleep. That's the stuff that Bill Gates did when he first formed Microsoft, right? 
and start and start making the software. He he just he just, it was codes like that, huh? Yeah, computer code. You know what I mean? And it's they crazy. do everything in all different kind of languages, man. There's Python, there's R, there's C plus plus. I mean, there's all kinds of languages. This is Python, and I only got into it because you know doing some uh, DFS, man, some some uh, DraftKings stuff last year playing basketball. I met a dude online and showed me how to type some of the stuff up, and it's like, man, really? stocks. Yeah, yeah. My so brain anyway, looking at, you know, the balance sheets and looking at the financial statements, it'll go through and it analyzes it, right? You just put in the ticker symbol. Okay. So I throw it in here, I put VZ. Okay. And run it and it'll give you a score. So it's showing that a score of five. Now, again, you still got to do your due diligence and we can look at the chart and see like, all right, man, what, what's been going on with VZ and why is this thing uh, only got a five? Okay. So, so uh, first of all, tell me what are considered good scores what's the range considered so they for say scores? i think it's good the scores go from one to ten okay and i think that seven plus give or take six you know i mean if it's a company you don't mean that you really like uh oh so seven and up is a good value or six, yeah, it's supposed six to be, it's, but it's considered based on the financial and everything that it's a uh -huh. it's a considered you know i mean it could be a value stop okay so oh, i'm sorry not one through says zero through nine all right so okay. they'll assess the you know, the strength of the company's financial position. So you're going to look at the company's, again, financials, balance sheet, okay. uh, uh, income statements, uh, cash flow statements, things like that. And then they will, you know, it does everything they need to do, does all the calculations for us. Again, let the machine do it because it's far smarter than we are. I was going to type in the ticker and boom, machine, do all the calculations. I don't want to sit there pen and pencil and accounting <laughs> paper. I'm not doing that. I might make not, it a damn account. Yeah, uh, not at all, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? So here it is. Here's just so, I mean, just showing everybody. On there, all right. So just yep. used by financial investors, and it goes on a scale of the zero best five. value stocks. Okay. Yeah. So nine being the best. Yeah. Okay. Nine so so Verizon is a five. All right. All right. So better, you know, five. I guess the, the closer you get to nine, you know, the more the better stock. But yeah. it's been beaten up, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on news wise. Let's see if there's anything on here. Going back to let's see when it dropped. Back to July. Let's see if they got anything on here, man. So anybody wants to know, man, this is Trading View. What I'm showing the charts on everything. You can mm -hmm. access this. It's a free account. Uh, with the free accounts, it only allow you so many indicators and stuff and so much functionality. But if you're ever looking to kind of piddle and and learn about you know charts and things of like that sort, you can go to Trading View. Trading View. Like that. But you know what? We need to probably get them on and say, hey, don't mind sharing the stuff, putting stuff out there. I, I love it. It's what I'm comfortable with. There are plenty of other uh, options out there. But there, there's there. an app. There's an app for your phone and yeah, Trading View. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely an app. So going back to July, uh, there's communication services tech. So oh, there it is. Um, social media stocks, hmm. Snap and Twitter. Swung second quarter. Okay, news. Trying to see why there it is. Verizon Communications slash. Oh, there it is. So that's why slash its full year earnings outlook as customers pull back on spending. Again, going back to July, right? Starting to yep. battle this inflation stuff. Yep. So now that does not mean that it can't bounce back. Absolutely. I mean, you look from here. I mean, when it gapped down, boom, and it gapped down again, and it tried to fill it, almost so, got to it, and didn't. Yeah. Just didn't have the strength. Absolutely. So I know, I know this next one is going to be a value stock because because Bill Gates had a, a heck of a lot of these in his portfolio. What's that? Let's <laughs> hear RSG. 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 All right. Survey says, I right, got a score of a six. Check out the uh, chart. Oh, just a six? Okay. All right. One well, took off today, didn't it? 
Yeah. Absolutely. $2.64 today. Yeah. Uh, let me get all this extra stuff out of here. So you guys just see the screen here. I mean, like it's rally, man. It's on an uptrend. Yeah. Yeah. RSG. That. That, that's, that's an uptrend if I've ever seen one. So to to now let's look at its its uh its rival its counterpart. Uh, Ooh, don't say waste management because I, I I'm a waste management owner. <laughs> hey man, so you probably already know. I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I didn't compare the two, okay. but I will say this about RG before we get off of this thing, man. Yep. If you look, the I mean, yes, it broke these highs here, uh-huh. and you know before it came back down, but you look again, it tried to rally. Here and kind of got stalled out, and look the rally day it cleared this previous high, so we can yeah. clear this. It's got yeah. a chance to probably take a little run there. So okay, look at waste management. There it is. Look, there it is, right there. Look in the portfolio, right there. Waste sure management. Is. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look at that thing go. But you know what? Let's, hold on. Before I even look at the chart, let's type it. In. Let's see. Let's see what it comes up as because it could just be. That it ain't worth a jump. Score of a seven. Oh, we moving on up. There we go. Slowly but surely. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I like I've liked waste management. Uh, yeah. You know, until they start dumping garbage in space, you're gonna need somebody <laughs> to come pick it up. Already. You know Already. what I'm saying? Yep. So, yep. I mean, again, same thing on an uptrend. I mean, it's almost trading similar to to you know, RSG. Let me pull this other one up. Let me see if I can do this, man. Bam, look at there. Yep. You know, RSG. I mean, almost identical in the patterns. Absolutely. Look at that. Sure is. Down, up, down, right? Uh-huh. Up, down. That humpback. Top here, look at that. Woo, yeah. woo, do, woo, almost identical. Do y'all in the uh, finance sector, do y'all call that a, a humpback? Do y'all call that a camelback? Man, I tell you what I call this exactly what it is. These jokers are trading. I mean, they're highly correlated, man. They are trading in unison. So I would not own both of these, obviously. Right. Because when one's going up, the other one's going up. So if they're both down, they're both down. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. 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 But I mean, almost identical. Look at that. Yeah. Same, almost the same damn trend line. Look at this. And 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 just so uh, everybody knows, I've been following them during the pandemic, and those are two that they haven't gone too far down. You know, in the pandemic, man, they've been going up. I, I, you know, I feel comfortable saying uh, uh, waste management is a pandemic buster, and, and, and I, I think RSG is right there. You know, so look, we'll go back. Man, it's crazy to think that this stuff, man. You know, what some of us want to talk about, man. What's up? And I'll tell you, dude, what's up with the China lockdowns, man? I saw that, man. Oh, I... we're three years into this COVID stuff, man. You mean yeah. to tell me? That y'all are still battling that stuff over there? Did you hear about the apartment fire that happened? Mm-mm. So the Mm-mm. government, because the these people they're telling you, you cannot leave your house. Like, do not walk out. They're locking people from the outside in, is what the story said. Because of COVID? Yes, 40 people in the house. An apartment building caught on fire and people perished because they were locked in to their houses. Doors locked from the outside. Wow. They locked yeah. them in from the outside? <laughs> yeah, you hadn't seen the protests going on over there, man? Uh-uh. Protesting, yeah. Yeah, so look, yeah, I mean, it took a little dip. February of 2020. Uh-huh. I mean, down here in the March, but look at that rally it's made since Yeah, March. man. Yeah. That thing, yeah. That would have been the best yeah. value to get it right there, boy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you look at this right here. Even if you bought it, you didn't even get it all the way at the bottom. Yeah. 
and to where it's at now, ooh, it's a hundred and three percent. Wow, doubled, doubled your money. Can't beat that with a bet. Check Can't out, uh, top, so I'm getting, I'm getting closer and closer to 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 high value stocks, Let's baby. Go. Let's go. I, but again, six and seven is probably bad. Like I said, with something like this being a six, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'd be so undervalued. But I mean, you can tell just I mean, looking at the chart. Yeah, I mean, it's there's yeah. a good upward movement there. You know what I mean? It's got momentum. Uh-huh. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, yep. the MACD is above zero. It's about to be an overbought territory here in a little bit, but Which everything else is looking good. Yeah, let's look at uh, Disney, man. Oh yeah, I like Disney. Yeah. I like Disney. I like see Disney. It. See what the, what the say. See what see. Petrovsky says about yeah, him. Let's see what uh, Mr. Python <laughs> program here says. <laughs> Dis Disney. Ooh, smacked it with an eight. Oh, that is crazy. Now man. it makes sense now because Disney's not going anywhere, and you know their streaming business has been doing fairly well. I mean, there was a little point there where they were worried about subscribers, but again, a lot of that stuff comes from password sharing. Yeah, that's what Netflix and these guys are starting to combat. That's why they're bringing ads. You hadn't heard Netflix is bringing ads. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean. Ad revenue. So, mm-hmm. hey, that's, but, that's, I mean, I remember when it was at its peak up here. Me too, man. Me this. too. And then that long ago, I mean, this was last year, March. Yeah. What number is that? Is that its peak? Uh, two o two, give or take two hundred, a little over two hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. And then it traded sideways, consolidated a little bit, and waiting yeah. to see what went on. And then here it is. Look, they missed earnings, and that's all it took. Yep. It's right. back down. All it took. Ninety-eight got down. It still hadn't hadn't hasn't rallied back. So if the high is two hundred two and it's at ninety-eight right now, I like that value. I like that value. It might yeah, take it a year or two. To, it might take it a year or two to get back, but you know I, I like it. And it found I me. Mean, look at the strong support right down here, man. Where I found it, right wow. in here. Yeah. You know I mean? So. Uh-huh. Not terrible. I mean, look, this is when, I mean, last time it was this low. That's when it hit that 202 mark, man. So you're looking to look 131% there. Now, don't let it, just not get it, you know. Oh, Does that show you how long it took to, to, to go from yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, I'll show it you right now. So, I mean, to get where it kind of bottomed out down here was 611 days. All right, that's trading days. Okay, so about right, two so years. March of last year at its peak down to where we're at now. Oh, you said six down fifty six point five, fifty almost fifty seven percent. But you said six hundred and eleven days. That's yeah, two years. That, that's almost two years, ain't it? What almost two years? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, remember, this is March of twenty twenty one. We're in November. We're almost at the end. Of so almost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. 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 So it's actually, yeah. I mean, till today, it's actually six hundred and thirty days. Okay. No, I, I got. You. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, that's 630 total days. I'm sorry, not trading days. That's 436 trading days, 630 total days. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm misinformed everybody. Okay. So I don't know if anybody can see it on the screen, but it says 436 bars. Each one of these yeah. candlesticks is a is one day. I'm on oh, day okay. Yeah. Okay. And then 630 total days from then. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But I'm a believer in Disney. Disney's not going anywhere. I promise yeah. you that. They're, they're not. They're going to be around for a long, long time. Yeah, buddy. They've been around for a long time. So hey. I do like it. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. missing out on earnings and stuff. I mean, that, that's going to happen. Again, things more expensive, less people traveling, yeah. plane tickets, things like that. But I think, again, we're it's it's cyclical. 
Disney's, yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that Disney's going to tank and, and drop down into the <laughs> And if it does drop into but the tens, it, I'm buying a bunch of it. It's already, uh, I mean, down over fifty percent. So what's tanking? Because it, it went from two hundred two to ninety eight. So it's less than. It wouldn't that be considered tanking already? Or what's tanking? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would think so. I, I mean, when I'm talking tanking, I'm talking like, oh man, you bought this thing at, you know, you got in at at one fifty, and this thing is now worth thirty dollars a piece. Okay. You know okay. I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You know, so I mean, even still, I mean, it's all relative, right? So right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Definitely. When you think about it, I mean, going from two hundred dollars down to one hundred dollars. Okay. I'm talking yeah. about going, you know, one fifty down to ten dollars. All right. I mean, exactly. But you know, something that really just like, oh man, that that was really really bad. Right. So. Check out uh, UPS. Man, I like Disney. UPS. <laughs> I like Disney too. I used to work for UPS, man. Before. Oh, you did. Yeah. Before they went what? Before they started. So prior to being able to buy it, it was, you know, uh, privately held. So they only offered stock to employees. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. So here's UPS. Um, you know what? Let's put, I'm going to put FedEx up there as a, uh, just as a yeah. comparison so we can see. Yeah, that was my next. <laughs> FDX. My next one. But. Mm-hmm. So get these things kind of where you can see everything. I mean, they almost gapped at the same time, right? They had a huge gap. I remember when uh, when FedEx missed on earnings, and it's crazy because the quarter prior or two mm-hmm. quarter prior, the CEO was on there talking about how great they were doing and shipments were up and blah blah blah, and and then they miss out on earnings big time and you see the drop off and you see. I mean, look, UPS had missed on earnings yet. Wow. But again, you got you can't got to take that kind of with not necessarily a grain of salt, but understand that sometimes there'll be earnings and the stock price still drops. Like, For sure, right, right. And it could be their earnings guidance. They just say, "Hey, man, we're probably gonna have to slash earnings." You know, we don't think we're gonna be making as much as we thought as we originally you know anticipated. You know, stuff like that happens. Yeah. But then you look at you know uh, their financial. That's the nice thing about TradingView. Also, you can click on the earnings and see all the financials. Right, look at all their financial statements. Income mm. statement, balance sheet, cash flow. So this is where you would go in and start looking at some of your, uh, you know, getting down to the, to the meat and potatoes of everything of seeing if something's yeah. really a value company or not. Yeah. So look at. Uh, They're trading at almost the same price too. They're about $7 away from each other. That's crazy. You going you gonna to see what their score is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah let's that, see man. what the score is. Let's see what UPS looking like. The yeah. UPS. Yeah, it's got an eight. Okay. Okay. So FedEx. Disney, UPS. Okay. Uh, I look at, yeah, I look at Disney also. Here's FedEx. And FedEx is. FedEx got a score of a five. Okay. Again, that's because when they missed out on earnings not too long ago, that mm-hmm. took a big hit, man, because they missed pretty big on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always because, you know, what the street was expecting, right? What Wall Street was expecting them to be earning and what they reported. For sure. For sure. Disney with a fat eight. Good. Disney with an eight, UPS with an eight. Again, for anybody and all our listeners, viewers, guys, still make sure you do your due diligence. And this is, I am not telling you to go out and buy any of these stocks. Eric's not telling you guys to go out and buy this stuff and then you go out and you buy it and something happens, and, you know, price tanks. All right. So make sure you're still <laughs> going through and looking at due diligence stuff, man, and, and seeing what's going on with yeah. you know, itself. Absolutely. Any news that's going on maybe in the industry, keep up with the sectors, you know? 
Absolutely. And and I'll say everybody uh, has different points that they look at that matter to them. Mm -hmm. So you find out what points in each stock or company that matters to you. And, you know, a lot of times that can give people uh, the confidence, the courage that they're they're making the right decision based on what matters to you. you know? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And you look at these head and shoulders patterns, they don't really match up too, man. Yeah. Look at this. There's a head, there's a shoulder, there's a shoulder, boom, price drops. <laughs> uh, Looks like a dang cup and handle forming here, though. I'll tell you this. Hey, I see, I see form, you, man. Look at this. If we, if this thing, let me see something here, man. There's your cup, kind of. See the little bowl there? Yeah, man. I, I see it. Looks like a shot glass. Yeah. So <laughs> look at this right here. All right. Kind of like a, there's your cup part. Well, mm -hmm. wait to see. This is not 100% guaranteed and by any means, but here would be your handle. So you would anticipate price possibly coming down a little bit oh, if really? it's your cup of handle. Yeah. Price starts to retrace and kind of bounce around here. And then usually on a cup and handle pattern that forms, mm -hmm. price will break above this white line here. And oh, okay. Run up. Okay. So, could Good be. Deal, I don't know that it's, you know, mean that it's for sure a cup and handle, but it looks yeah. like it could be something forming there. Cool. But it does have some momentum. I will say that. I mean, it's an almost an overbought territory. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you look at this, these are all moving averages, right? Yeah. So you got everything from a, you know a nine day moving average all the way to like a 50, 200 day moving average. Well, when they're starting to close, right? You're looking to try to get above the 200 day moving average. Yeah. That's what you're looking for for price to really start. All right, we're back up above 200 days. All right. Shoot. I believe this is the 200. Yeah, the 200 is the yellow. So let me turn the rest of these off and I'll show you. Kind of, uh, this is the 50. All right, that's what we'll look at. We'll look at the yellow and we'll look at the blue. All right. 50 day moving average versus 200 day moving average. All right. So we've crossed the 50 day moving average. Mm -hmm. Came back, tested it, bounced off it almost perfectly. So what you're looking for now, and this is another strategy people use to trade, is you take this blue line here. And when it crosses from underneath this yellow line, so when you get that cross, a lot of times could mean that price is going to go up. Okay. So same thing here. Blue cross down from the top down, and what happened? Price goes down. You know what I'm saying? So you wait. These what are long moving averages, so it's going to be lagging. You know what I mean? So they're going to yeah. get it. So. But it crossed. On this form here, this crossed. Yeah. You know. It crossed it it crossed up right there and it didn't really run. It just up. It didn't have enough steam. Again, didn't yeah, it's not going to work every time. So you yeah. can go through and and I'll show you a uh, little circle. So it crossed right there. Okay. It crossed there to the downside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me go back and see where it crossed to the upside. Look, there's a rally for you. Look at that. Ah, here we go. Look at this. Right there. You see that we're across that there? Mm-hmm. Look at that. And then look at this rally. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, gapped up. Boom. Mm -hmm. Never closed. Filled that gap. Yep. yep. Gapped down a little bit. Filled it. Yeah. Right, look, gapped up again and eventually filled it and then gapped down. But, man, UPS. So if you'd have gotten in here 
And he just said, yo, I'm just going to trade based off of the moving averages. Right. And I'd have gotten in right here. So sure. this is where it closed that day. And we'll say we got one day later, got All full right. confirmation and we're going to take that trade from there. And we went until it crossed. Yeah. Right. There. there. So, hmm. well, I mean, that's still 56% from For real. July 20 to April 2022. Wow. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, it went from one fifteen a share to one eighty a share. That's what's up. That's what it, you should have got in at that point, man. Yeah. Uh, appreciate so it, bro. These are lagging indicators, man. So it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You're gonna yep. catch a signal late, and I, I mean, I got some other stuff that software that I paid for. Yeah. That does a good job of. Okay. Like, you know, and I've kind of went through them back testing. Those jokers are pretty accurate in predicting the high and the low of the day. Oh, okay. In the penny okay. sometimes, like really well, close to yeah. Yeah. So that's what's up, man. Appreciate that, bro. Uh this is good, man. Yeah, uh another week down, man. Yeah, good. man. I hope uh <clears throat> our audience got something out of uh that retirement talk and the different funds you talked about, man, because cause I thought that was pretty, pretty, uh pretty good stuff. Yeah, I tell you, and here's the deal with some of the stuff too, man, is understand the difference between being a passive investor and an active investor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being yep. passive, you know what I mean? We're trying to limit the amount of buys and sells, right? Being long-term as opposed to an active investor is kind of constantly buying, selling, buying, selling, buying, selling. And when you talk about modern portfolio theory, you're trying to, you know, diversify what we talked about last week and mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, with the diversification that you are in there, you know, I mean, for the long haul, like I'm, I'm doing this because I know I'm trying to gradually build and build and build and let this thing grow exponentially. So making sure again, diversification guys understand that you need to diversify. It's not, there's nothing wrong with having several different accounts. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Uh, okay. That about wraps it up, man. I uh, wanted to uh, thank our sponsor, Christina yeah. S. Moore, yeah. Keller Williams Realty, Clear Lake. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, and next week is uh, another week, man. So yeah, sure. uh, my uh, my niece, man, my niece will be in the uh, NCAA Volleyball Championships, man. Really? So, Where's she yeah, playing at? She's playing at the University of Kentucky. Is she really? Uh huh. They when play, are they playing? They play tomorrow. I want to say six thirty. Tomorrow six thirty on What's ESPN two. Her name's Ajani A Z H A N I Ajani Teeler. A N Z H A N I. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. No, I'll put it on, man. Heck yeah, go support that girl. Yeah, man. I got something blue too, man. You know what I mean, Kentucky. Already. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, one I think you, uh, coming up. Hey, we can't be on the lookout, man, because we got another sports giveaway coming up. I posted okay. in the uh, in the group, man. So anybody that you know, all the viewers out there, uh, find me on you know uh, Facebook group Eight One Capital. Yep. And do another giveaway. Uh, I'm big, you know, we're, we're coaches at heart. You know what I mean? So big time sports memorabilia person. Absolutely. Now we got another giveaway coming up. Actually, I'm doing two giveaways, man. I'm doing one sports memorabilia. And the other one, I've got a, uh, I got a friend of mine working on. He started up a business that does uh, like custom blankets, you know, kind of like the big snuggies. Yeah. Got a hood, huge blanket, whatever, man. And we're gonna be giving away one of those holiday season, nice little gift for somebody, man. Big flood, especially it gets cold out here. Again, yeah, I got that man. Still, man, I'm cold in my house now. You see, why I got my hands in my armpits, man. I'm, 
I'm cold as it is now. So yeah, yeah. Go look out for that man. So join the Facebook group if you have. Uh -huh. All you got to do is what answer a question. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Answer a question. It's not yeah. sponsored by Facebook or anything. It's just yeah. I'm gonna put a question up there. You post a comment. Uh, you know, once I shut all the comments down. That is it. I'll put everybody's name on the big, yeah. you know, Wheel of Fortune deal yeah, and yeah. spins and whatever. Yeah. And I do it five times. And I try to do try to do it live this year so that people are like, oh man, how yeah. come this person won? This is one of his friends. Everybody yeah. that's in that group is probably a friend of mine. But uh, I do it five times. And, you know, on the fifth, fifth time I do it, whatever For name sure. it is. For sure. A friend of mine, Lance Creason, who actually coached with me at Lamar Consolidated, he uh, he won the uh, Case Keenum helmet. And, uh, okay. Uh, Congratulations, yeah. Lance. Yeah, yeah. I so, man. appreciate it, bro. Uh, Rockets just lost. What else is new? Uh, they've seen you say that, man. But I went to the dang Hawks game the other uh, <laughs> on Friday, and you know I go and hey, look. I'm a, I'm a Rockets fan. I live in Houston, man. But and they won. They, they yeah. And they beat they beat the Hawks. And but I, I mean, I'm yeah, cheering for both teams going back and forth. Trey Young, <laughs> you know Jabari Smith Jr. over there knocking down threes, man. It was yeah. It was good, man. That was a good game. They're gonna man. be okay. Those Rockets. They just they need somebody that's gonna let them boys just run and gun. Those boys they, are above the rim type players. Let them run. They need to play defense too. We don't have no defense. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But that's, that's youth. They need a veteran piece to come in exactly. here. Exactly. They need some the ve veteran defenders, man. man let them let them let them young boys run and gun, and let them veterans play D. Lock you up on yeah, defense, man. man. I mean, you, you imagine know, having man. somebody like Chris Paul in there now, a veteran. Man, I can show these boys this is the way, boys. I'll show you. Yep. What D Wade did when LeBron came to Miami. Yeah, exactly. You always say, baby, this is your team. You got it. I'm here. Yeah. Support role. Yeah. How I get it done. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. I think they get that. They'll be all right. Yeah. I just hope Silas is around to see it, man. Hey, you know what? And if he's not, get somebody in that's going to let him go. Bring in Kyle <laughs> Hard from Kentucky or somebody, man. Bring in somebody. Let that boy, let them boys run. Bring Jason Kidd in. Calipari, man. No, nah, not Calipari. Don't bring him in. Don't bring none <laughs> of them jokers in. Anybody's been, anybody's been at Louisville, Kentucky. Kansas, don't, don't don't do bring none of them. <laughs> no. Hey, because they gonna try and as soon as things get rough, they gonna dart back to the college ranks. Man. They, oh man, See, that's they, what they do. They got no loyalty, man. Well, you know, a lot of that too is man. They're dealing with contracts. You're dealing with adults and stuff now, man. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. At least in college, you tell them, "Yo, buddy, you ain't playing." And if you're exactly. not playing, you can forget about you know me trying to get drafted. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, man. All right, brother. Uh, well, I'm gonna be pulling for tomorrow, man. Hey, appreciate you. Remind me, man. And anybody mm -hmm. like I said, viewers, man, support them, man. Support is uh, is your niece, right? Yep, my niece. Yeah, my brother, niece, man. Go watch it. Not only take you ten minutes to put on the game, watch play a little bit. Already, uh, we appreciate you guys being on the channel, man, and supporting us. Yes, sir. She's number fifteen, brother. Fifteen. I'll be on it. Yes. I'll be watching. All right, man. I'll talk to you. All later. Right, man. You guys All have a good one. Yes, sir. Yeah.